This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. The Whiskey Point Resort overlooks the ferry terminal at Kwathiaski Cove on Quadra Island. Its driveway comes off of a road that is often choked with Quadra and Cortez Island residents, as well as tourists, waiting to board the ferry. Nevertheless, plans to add a 90-seat meeting room appeared to be moving forward before it was brought before the Electoral Areas Services Committee, or ESC, last June. The Associated SRD staff report states, quote, The planning development is being carried out in accordance with existing zoning regulations, including parking and signage. There are no zoning bylaw amendments being sought, unquote. They recommended that the Whiskey Point Resort's development permit be approved upon the receipt of a performance bond of a little over $12,000. That was last June. At the most recent Electoral Areas Services Committee, or ESC, meeting on February 9th, the resort's proposal was sent back to the Strathcona Regional District Board with a recommendation that this application be referred back to the owner, Mr. Du Yun Park, with the request that he thoroughly and comprehensively meet the land application plan policies and then bring it back to ESC for consideration. As Quadra Island's director, Jim Abram, explained, The 90-seat convention center is a new development. It should have been considered to be a rezoning to something like public assembly or one of our other zones that we have, and change the zone, rather than try and squeak it into a development permit situation. This is not a small matter. This is a huge matter in the development of the mixed-use waterfront, whatever you said the title was for that particular area. This area is the cornerstone, the gateway to Quadra Island, and it is extremely deficient in providing for the growth and the use of Quadra Island by members of Quadra and Cortez. They have to use that ferry too, and you know, they have to deal with those traffic snarls at that intersection. So those kinds of things are definitely pertinent for both directors, myself and Nova, and definitely pertinent to the majority of Quadra Islanders that actually do go down there. Everybody uses that intersection at some point, some every day, some once in a while. But it's not something we can just gloss over and say it doesn't count. This is the third time the Electoral Area Services Committee has returned Mr. Park's application. SRD Senior Manager Annika Nelson said, What we're doing today is we are considering a development permit for a use that is already permitted within the cove. We are looking to approve the form and character of the approved development. Chief Administrative Officer David Leach added, The staff have already acknowledged in reports into the applicant that it meets all DP guidelines and policies. So we will not be responding to the applicant that 
it does not meet. He nevertheless did agree to faithfully pass on East's recommendation to the board. Jim Abram referred to another document, the land application plan. So I have just spent a number of hours each day for at least a week going through word for word 97 pages of local area plan document which addresses this particular application. There was a comment made in the staff report said since this proposal substantially complies with the development permit guidelines contained within the quadrilateral official community plan it should be moved on but I do not agree. This proposal falls short of complying with the QCOV local area plan, which is within the OCP in a number of areas and needs to be rectified by the applicant. Now, in those 97 pages, I found so many references to the items that were ticked off by the planning department in their report, some of them as not applicable, some of them as just blanks, some of them as a different recommendation. And I have to say that I'll read my notes quickly so that I won't take up extra time. It took us three years by representatives of all sectors living on Quadra Island through a process of continual meetings, workshops, design sessions. And we had three architects participating throughout. One was the lead consultant. The result was brought to the public hearing and it was overwhelmingly supported, then passed by the board and then formed a part of our OCP for all to follow. And that public hearing was the most non-event that Quadra Island has ever had regarding something as massive as this. This is about the densification of of Kwapiaski Cove and providing things like affordable housing and walkable community, et cetera. The items that are not addressed in the application that was considered by staff are of concern to this community. So I only picked out four things and I'm just gonna go through them quickly. So one needs to understand that the rural character of the islands and the limitations in certain circumstances of island life to understand how important some of the items not considered in the report impact the population. One of the first issues is the creation of additional traffic to an already overloaded intersection. And it's actually right in about the third page in section 9, 4.1, 1A1 talks about, and this is where I screwed up before and asked for a traffic study. Well, the LAP actually talks about a site survey slash plan and analysis showing any issues regarding all abutting streets and lanes to a public road. That's what this is. That's what we have here. We have a driveway, a very, very large paved driveway that comes down from this facility to a 90 degree T into the busiest road on Quadra Island. The driveway joins There, the highway says they do not not do traffic studies for private developments, that's fine. It's a responsibility of the applicant, and the applicant said they weren't willing to do one. 
So this is why a traffic study was asked for, even though it was the wrong term, and I didn't get the name right. It should have been the site survey and plan and analysis. Okay, so the section above is what is desired, that plan and analysis. We need to know the impact of joining a road that is the main connector to the ferry, which sails every hour and will be sailing every half hour in the spring with approximately 150 to 200 cars per hour. The DFO main Harbor Authority parking lot, which adjoins this same road, comes right in the driveway to the development, and it's at capacity most of the day. Now, I forgot to get the number, but I would say it's 50 to 60 cars that are in that lot at all times. It's for ferry traffic parking, and it's for the whole DFO Harbor Authority parking, which is all of the marina, all of the boat ramp and the fishing boats and the trailers and et cetera. It's also a matter of emergency vehicles, fire, ambulance, police, and two school buses every school day, four trips in and out of that road, having to go, and they always have to cross ferry traffic. So it's a real bottleneck there where they have to sit and wait for people to let them in. And it's right at that intersection. I mentioned the emergency vehicles, but then there's tourists. We've got restaurants, coffee shop, considerable amount of use. It has not been taken into account. That's why I was concerned. This has been before our safety council and before our ferry advisory committee. I can't even count the number of times we have dealt with this intersection and tried to come to a solution with different stop sign configurations, lane configurations, flag people. It just doesn't work. Okay. In the same section under C4, the LAP states that any proposed connections to and from development site in terms of greenways, pedestrian and or cycle trails, that's a quote, should have a development plan indicating how this will be accomplished. Throughout the report, it talks about these not being applicable. Well, I'm sorry, but the main purpose was to make it a connected, walkable community, and that's not what this is doing. Another section states that the development should have safe, easy access that is separate from vehicular access. The only access that's provided at this time or in the new proposal is the roadway. So there is no separation whatsoever. A number of years ago, I got a three meter easement all along the front of this property that goes from the main road to the small house that is right at the cliff, which is at the bottom of this development, and it borders our regional park. That's not even mentioned as part of that connectivity issue. We have a park right there that was part of a subdivision uh, donation, 35%. Okay, the entire LEP is focused on densification of the cove and a walkable, rideable, connected community. Quote, the plan reiterates this point over and over throughout page after page. So moving on to the character of the cove, it was envisioned that it would take on elements of the old early 1900s 
development that was here with boardwalks and piers out over the water with small-scale commercial business on the ground level and residential rentals above to provide for shopkeepers and for affordable year-round rental housing space. Admittedly, by staff, it is 50% of what the plan calls for, and staff are saying that's okay. Well, it's not in character with what was envisioned. The use of dormers would have helped, but instead a clear story feature is proposed and approved by the uh, planners as sort of making up for the dormers. It's a totally different thing. Clear story is just a, a slit of window across the length of the, the um, roof ridge. It's not a dormer, as is called for in the plan and is considered by staff as acceptable. I'm sorry, but I'm reading this off of my iPad. The parking spaces mentioned in the report hardly seem adequate for the resort and the convention center. That could lead to participants needing to use the overcapacity parking provided by the Harbor Authority parking lot. This needs to be addressed on the property in question. The entire cove is overstretched for parking at the present time. The other concern that is not addressed is the runoff from the huge paved area that will be the new parking lot and the long paved driveway, which already has a horrendous amount of runoff during a rainstorm. This is a considerable amount of area and it is shown in many other studies to provide deleterious substances, oil and gas, etc., that then float into the salmon and trout creek at the bottom of this driveway. It crosses the salmon creek. Very little attention is paid to redirection of that runoff. There's no protection from getting it into the stream. This is one of the few salmon streams we have on Quadra, and it needs all the help it can get when we are working so hard to enhance the fisheries economy in this entire area and the entire coast. Out of fairness to Mr. Park, this application should be referred back to him to thoroughly and comprehensively meet the LAP policies and then bring it back to the ASC for consideration. The current staff report is not reflective of the policies stated in the LAP. The other three regional directors, Noba Anderson, Brenda Lee, and Gerald Wally, all supported Abram. Corporate Services Manager Thomas Yates promised, Mr. Chairman, we will faithfully, uh, to the best of our ability, take whatever motion is passed today from the Electoral Ever Services Committee to the board as a recommendation to the board and on this particular motion, I believe that only the participants in the planning service would have a vote as to whether to follow through. So Whiskey Point's application will now pass to the SRD board, where, as only East directors vote on electoral area matters, the same four directors will decide whether to follow their recommendation. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.